Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. How are you? Yes, it is DIY week. Um, my buddy Margot is going to come on and um, she has some advocacy things she's going to talk about tonight. And besides that, um, she is the only person I know that is as much of a flavor collector as I am. Hello, Missy. How are you? Flavor collector. You said that so sweetly. I have other terms for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So what have you been doing? What did you do all day? Uh, yesterday evening, I saw in one of... The few groups I'm actually still in um, had posted something regarding um, Missouri House Bill 531. I'd kind of been following a little bit. I knew that Greg Conley had been trying to help out. Um, he, God love this man, mm-hmm. he took time to draw up a letter, and it was sent to businesses for their endorsement to go back to the House before it was voted on. Well, yesterday evening, I saw that it had apparently already sailed through the House. And I'm going, how could that have happened that quick? So I started doing some digging. Just so people know, Joplin, Missouri is a little podunk in the corner of southwest Missouri until the tornado destroyed a third of it. Nobody had ever heard of it. Um, Within 30 minutes of my home, I could go to 40 vape shops today. It's ridiculous. That's just here. I can't even begin to imagine how many shops are in the state of Missouri. So I started looking to see exactly what I could find out about how many store owners had responded to Greg's request. I would like to proudly announce that I am a huge fan of the following. Southwest Missouri Vape Shop, The Vapor Crew, Pinnacle Vapor, Twisted Vapes, Papa Vapes, Four State Vapors, and E-Steam Studios. Those were the only shops in this area that I could find out had actually followed through on being warned this was going through the house and going to be voted on. Because of those shops, I made it a point 
to start getting really active in this. These are small mom-and-pop shops that have put their hard-earned money, their blood, sweat, and tears into an industry they all feel very passionate about. I called all of these shops today, spoke with most of the owners. Um, The responses I got from the owners, what they would like for me to tell the world if I had a chance, was that they would like to see the purpose of the health benefits spoken about on vaping. They would like to see genuine scientific research versus garbage um, taken care of and dealt with. One store owner told me the last two weeks he's done nothing but deal with bad PR from that dreaded F word that I hate and know it's not fuck. Um, Because I know that's one of your favorite words. uh, It tends to flow freely from my mouth, especially when I'm excited. Or around me. There was one store owner that really impressed me. Um, He started his business for the love of vaping and to help people stop smoking. Even if he lost his shop, he would still be proactive in the vaping community to get people to stop smoking and start vaping. Those are the people that are out there fighting this fight in order to keep this something that's viable. There is one, sh- one business. <clears throat> they have three shops just in this town. The owner has 15 stores in three states. Do you think they got involved with trying to talk to House representatives and House senators about, it just, I'm floored. Uh, Apparently not. I have, I've been pretty quiet sitting back on the sidelines watching when it's something that an individual can get active with and do. I've been in it. Businesses that have been around knew this was coming down the pipeline. And for those that have been sitting with their thumb up their ass, spinning on circles, and just knowing the rest of the world is going to take care of it for them, good morning. Well, and I mean, if you own a vape shop and you're not doing something to protect your business... You're a fucking douchebag. Um, Beyond. Um, That that in and of itself is a prime indicator that you are in it to make money while you can and take it and run. Which which sucks. And those people, sorry, I am now going to get out here and fight the fight for these eight businesses. They've proven that This is something they're passionate about, that it's something they want to hang around for all the right reasons. And the other 
32 shops just within 30 minutes of my house. Um, I won't ever go there again. I've made it a point since I started vaping. I frequented shops as I saw them pop up just to go in. What have they got? Can I send new people here? What kind of juices are they carrying? Just for information. Um, there are now some of these stores that I will tell people don't go to because they may not be there in six months. All they want is your money. And uh, that's not right. So, yeah, I was on the phone a lot, and I also, my computer's not working. I want to throw a link in here, and it's not letting me. Um, spent, oh, about 40 minutes. And this is something else. Everyone says they don't have time. Well, you know, I really didn't have time today. I rearranged my schedule and I made time for this because this one hit me as important. I can sit down and read a lot of stuff and comprehend it and understand it. But when it comes to political issues, um, legal issues, I, when I was reading last night, I closed the computer, I had a headache. Um, I could not, for the life of me, figure out what was going on. <clears throat> and I kind of laughed and went, where is Schoolhouse Rock when you need it? Um, the little conjunction junction popped into my head. Um, the little bill running around wanting to get turned into a law. And I'll be damned if I did not find and my computer is really making me angry. Um, the state of Missouri <laughs> has a little cartoon that tells people how laws, how bills get turned into laws in the state of Missouri and its little bill from Schoolhouse Rock. I figured it out. And then I called Celeste. What a sweetheart. She works in the office for our state representative. And uh, <clears throat> I told her point blank. I'm a registered voter. I live in this precinct, in this district. I know nothing about how this works on a state level. So hold my hand and walk me through it. And I now understand what I learned today was in the state of Missouri, the House presents it three times, and it goes through two committees. Once it flies through that, it goes to the Senate, which goes through three readings and one committee. Then it becomes a law, and that's if everything goes smooth. Missouri House Bill 531 has gone through the three readings and one of the two committees for the state. Then it still has the three readings in the one committee in the Senate. So we basically have four more opportunities to call and let them know what we don't like about it. <coughs> Excuse me. And what's sad about this, it's a good bill. There's just like three lines 
that need to go away. Other than that, it's a good, solid bill. And it's the first one I've ran across that is not wanting additional taxing. They just want seconds on it like everything else in the state. And vendors aren't supporting this. And I don't understand why. No. That makes two of us. That makes two of us. So, yeah, for the shops that I uh, mentioned earlier and I spoke with today, know that there is one lowly person in the world that will be out there trying to help you out as much as possible. Um, if you know store owners, call them. Uh, get in touch with Ten get seconds. In touch with AVA, get in touch with the vaping militia. If you wait, it's going to be gone. I've only been vaping a year and a half, and I figured this out over a year ago. I do not understand why people are sitting and waiting. I don't get it. It it absolutely makes zero sense. <laughs> Beyond zero. And I really don't have any sympathy or compassion for shops that aren't getting involved. Do you not care? I, I don't somebody needs to explain that one to me. I don't get it. But I know they won't get any of my money and I know I won't send business their way. So who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll have to close their doors anyway. And I've kept kind of quiet on this because I know a lot of people don't agree with it. But maybe it's time not to be quiet anymore. The British ladies absolutely lost their mind, by the way. Do what? The the British lady was trying to tell me that she was cutting off my call, and I don't know what the hell's the matter with her. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, just, you know. Okay. There's, I found the link. This, for all of you that are completely illiterate like me when it comes to how things actually work, um... Click on that link. I found it highly entertaining and very educational. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much been my day between that and fixing dinner and getting the sick kid and sick and out of the house. And uh, well, list off list off the eight shops that you know of that have supported this so far. List them off okay. one more time, please. Southwest Missouri Vape Shops, they actually have two. They have one here in Joplin and one in Mount Vernon. Uh, The Vapor Crew, located on North Range Line here in Joplin. Pinnacle Vapor um, has two shops in Carthage, Missouri. Twisted Vapes is here in Joplin, Missouri, on 9th and Pennsylvania. Metro Vapors 
is located on 22nd Range Line. Um, Four State Vapors has a shop in Neosho and Monette. And then Eastim Studios and Papa Vapes are supposed to be in Joplin, but I can't locate them. And those happen to be two shops that I was not able to directly contact. But if they hear me, they need to know that I appreciate the fact that they took 30 seconds out of their time to sign a letter that Greg Conley, in his very, very, very busy life, took time to draw up for a state that he doesn't live in. Well, and Sherry says Sherry said in chat that she thinks a lot of times people don't know where to start the fight. And Sherry, this this comes back to just being aware. Um, Casa keeps track of a lot of stuff that's going on. The ABA keeps track of a lot of stuff that's going on. Greg Conley happens to be the president of the ABA. The vaping militia keeps track of a lot of what is going on. Um, you know, Alex Clark has been coming on and doing the CASA updates at the beginning of Jan's show every week. And the amount of stuff that crosses this man's desk is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, so, you know, there... I don't there know are, how they keep up with it. Yeah, there are... Uh, Safada. Safada is... Or Safta or Safada... Yeah. Safan's they're, group. They're the group for the manufacturers. Yeah, um, they are keeping track of a lot of this stuff. I mean, they are really on top of what is going on in California right now. So, you know, just following some of these organizations gives people a lot of heads up. Me personally, uh, the smartest thing I have done as a vapor and a resident of the state of Pennsylvania is to make sure that I am on Bill Godchel's email list um, because he really is on top of what is going on in the state of Pennsylvania. So find somebody that is active in your state and just browse their Facebook page once a day or Mm -hmm. check out their Twitter once a day. It can be something very painless for you it's a very easy thing um and like i said for a long time i've just kind of looked in the background and when casa would issue calls to action if it was something that i could do i did it because i don't always stay in missouri i sometimes go to virginia and (laughs) other states and, you know, I know that there are a lot of states having issues right now. You want a place to start? Start in your own backyard. If you have shops in your area, go in. Ask them, are you a member of CASA? Are you a member of the American Vaping Association? Are you a member of Vaping Militia? Um, what are you doing to ensure you're going to be here next year if I want to come in and shop? And and do everybody a favor. If they say, I don't know, even know what that is, tell them what it is. Yes. 
So, yeah, um, last night I was extremely disturbed. Uh, today, actually, talking to the shop owners was quite lovely. Um, I got to speak with some people who are very passionate. Quite lovely. And it just struck me as rather odd that uh, people who have large shops or multiple shops were pretty much absent from the radar. Well, and you know, and if people don't think that states operate a little fucked up, um, <laughs> I, I got, let me tell you about my day, Margo. Oh, God, what'd you do? Well, evidently, I tried to be a law-abiding citizen, and well, there's it, your mistake. it was the wrong thing to do. We have a shed on our property that we want to tear down and redo. It's, it's, in, it's very dilapidated, okay? Mm-hmm. So we need to put a new one in. No big deal, right? You know, we're just going to replace what's there with the exact same footprint, everything. So I go to the borough council and I say, you know, look, um, the shed really needs redone. What do I need to do to make sure that I'm following the law? Because, you know, my neighbor violated the law and added on to her garage, um, and added on right up to the property line. And and I don't mean inches from the property line. Well, I do. One corner of it is six inches from the property line. The other end of it is less than an inch from the property line. And and I can't and I can't stand the bitch to start with. So this was a major problem. Um but you know, she circumvented the law and started building this without asking and bada da 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 and needless to say She's got an addition on her fucking garage, right? Whoa. So I wanted to make sure we were following the law when we did this. So I go to the borough council over the summer and asked them what I needed to do. And they said, oh, well, you're going to need this permit. And I said, okay. And they said, it's $5. I said, okay. Well, needless to say, Things got busy. Paul and Bernie did not knock down the old shed, nor did they build the new shed. Of course, they can't build the new shed with the old shed sitting on the foundation they're going to put the new shed on, right? Right. I got a letter today in the mail from the tax assessor's office. (laughs) This is going to be good. Do you know that they have just increased my property value and my tax assessment because of the addition that I put on my fucking house? Oh, you did improvements. I have looked all over my house and cannot find a new fucking room. (laughs) The chickens built it while you were I went outside and I walked around my house. And I still cannot find this fucking edition. <laughs> so I called the tax assessor's office. I said, um, ma'am, 
I think you sent me a letter in error. And she said, oh, really? I said, yes, ma'am. I got a letter in the mail today that said that my assessment was going up because of the addition to my house. And she said, okay, well, that sounds right. And I said, not if I didn't put an addition on my house. She said, I'm sorry. I said, ma'am, I did not add on to my house. So I have to give her the control numbers. And she said, well, it says here there's a note from the assessor on here that he went by and saw the addition. I said, well, then he's a liar. Because I promise you, this house is in the exact same shape it was when we bought it 17 years ago. She said, well... Why do I smell your neighbor's new garage being thrown on your taxes? Yeah, I think so. She said, well, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to have to have him call you. And I said, well, where did he get the information that we added onto our house? And she said, well, your township would have had to have notified them. I said, oh, I see where this has come from. And she said, oh, you understand now? I said, well, I kind of understand. I said, but let me explain to you why I think I understand. I said, six months ago, we were going to get started on redoing our shed. We wanted to make sure that we followed the law. So we went to the borough and said, look, the shed is in rough shape. We need to redo it. Um, instead of doing this one wall at a time, which is kind of silly, we're just going to redo it all at once. What do we need to do? And they said, oh, no, nothing. Everything will be fine. All you need to do is pay $5. For a building permit. Mm-hmm. For this permit. So we got the permit. And she says, oh, well, then you know what? He probably saw the new shed. And I said, well, that's a little difficult to do because we haven't fucking started it yet. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. Let me apologize to you right now for cussing at you. I really did not mean to cuss at you. I said, but ma'am, I promise you, I can take pictures of the old shed and send them to you. I promise you, you will not, in any sense of the word, think that this is a new building. I said, besides the fact, it's a shed. I don't need to have an assessment done for a shed. And she says, oh, well, is the new shed close to your house? I said, did you not understand me when I said we haven't started it yet? <laughs> the old, you should have never the apologized old for saying, falling down it. shed is still standing. Oh, God. She said, oh, well, but this paper says that there's an addition on your house. I said, okay, look, I promise you, there is not an addition on my house. If you would like to have him call me, maybe he and I can work this out. 
But I promise you, I've looked. I thought maybe one appeared overnight that I hadn't noticed. But I have looked all over my house, and there is not any more room here than there was when we bought it. So did he come out? So, no. 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 Never called me back. So the borough office that was supposed to be open, I called there several times today. Got the answer machine. Every time. So if nobody's gotten back in touch with me by noon tomorrow, I guess I have to start all over again. But, yeah, I yeah. I got assessed for an addition, at putting an addition on my house. And, motherfucker, if this thing isn't invisible, because I can't find it anywhere. It just really does not. And this is, this is why I can sit down and I can read medical journals and I, I can read a lot of stuff. When you start talking to me about how government works, I really feel like I'm drowning in a pool of gobbledygook. Um, when the tornado, <clears throat> tornado came through here, it leveled our house. We moved. We bought a new house. Okay, good. Had the lot cleared. Dirt lot. Nothing but dirt. We had it on the market, <clears throat> and every week Steve went by to make sure that Nothing mysterious had started to grow in case he needed to go over with a weed eater, whack something down, because we knew legally we were responsible for it. <clears throat> About three months before we sold it, we got a bill from the city for $150 for mowing our vacant lot. I went over, I took photos, went down to the city hall, showed them the photos and said, you will have to explain me what pile of dirt we're being billed $150 for, be for mowing. And the guy looks and he says, oh, well, there must be some mistake. So just a minute. So he goes back, comes back a few minutes and says, don't worry, going to get that taken care of. Just don't you worry about it. It's like, okay. Three months later, we go to close on selling it. 14 hours before we're due to close, my realtor calls me frantic. There is a lien against your property for $150 from the city. I went, what? Yeah, there's a lien. And we can't sell it until you pay the city the 150 bucks. And I went, uh, the hell we are. We went marching down to City Hall once again, and... Fuck was probably one of the nicer words that came out of my mouth. Um, but I told them they had exactly 10 minutes to fix it and give me something to take to the title company and fax that information to the title company before I had an attorney in there shutting them down. Um, when it comes to dealing with the government or anyone in an official capacity, it's how fast can you run from the left hand so the right hand doesn't know what's going on and keep it in a state of confusion. And 
have trouble following that logic. So I was really grateful when I talked to somebody in our state capitol who kind of made things sound halfway normal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that you, you bought a, a building permit. Or the sucks the building. Did Ruger bury it? <laughs> Just like... It's it's in the ground with your opus. I I was just dumbstruck. I'm like, addition, reason for assessment, addition made to home. What? (laughs) What the fuck are they talking about? Would I like to have an addition on my house? Yes, I would, because I need a bigger kitchen. I really, really, really need a bigger kitchen. But I don't have one. Are you sure? I'm I'm fucking positive. <laughs> I am fucking positive. And I'm thinking, if this is for that bitch next door, I'm going to be really pissed. I would be willing to bet he did a drive-by. You had the building permit. She didn't. But you know what? Yeah, but here's the thing. We turned her in. Because when when she had started this mess, the first thing we did when we saw lumber over there was called borough council. And they said, well, are you, are you sure it's that close to the property line? I said, yes, ma'am, because I have the survey. And the pins are driven in the ground. And one of these yeah. pins for the survey is a six-inch piece of pipe that is buried four foot in the ground and sticks up out of the ground that obviously she knows is there because... They were tripping over it building the garage, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, so nothing was going... We didn't see anything. And they said, okay, well, we'll take care of it. We'll get taken care of it. It's okay. Well, then we didn't see anything happening. So about three days later, we see somebody over there working. I call my husband at work, and I'm like, somebody's over there working. And he says, well, go right down to the borough office right now. I said, okay, so go right down the borough office. And he said, oh, no, no, nobody's working there. And I said, well, my ass. They're there now. Explain the construction. Yeah. Well, we we sent a cease and desist letter. And I said, okay. I said, well, I'm telling you what, that addition is not going up. It is not. They said, okay, yeah, you're right, because if it's if it's within 10 feet of the property line, there has to be an easement, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, son of a bitch, this work keeps going. And they said, oh, well, you're going to have to go to a council meeting. And I said, okay, so right down there to the council meeting we go. I want you to know one of the borough council members that happens to be related to this woman, and God rest his soul because he's passed now, called my husband a liar. Ooh. Screamed and yelled at Paul, called him a liar. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can say anything you want about me. Okay? People call me a fucking bitch all the time. You know what? Yes, I am. I work really hard at it, and I have become an expert at that process. You do not fuck with my family. Yeah. That is when I get angry. Needless to say, there is an addition on this garage and after the fact because they told us that our survey was too old they couldn't 
stuck. We couldn't prove that our survey was correct. It was too old. So we went and spent four figures on a yeah. new survey. And guess what my new survey says? The exact same thing the other one did. The same fucking thing the other one said. Mm-hmm. Property lines don't move. And you know what? Oh, we're sorry. It's finished now. I don't give a fuck if it's a make it make or take it down. <laughs> I am like, and and I made sure that everybody knew. I said, okay, look, she does not have, not now, not in the past, nor in the future, will she ever have permission to be on my property for any fucking reason. If that thing falls down. If it falls down on the ground, she will not have permission to set one foot on my fucking property, nor anybody she hires to step one foot on my property to clean the fucking mess up. I will clean it up, and I will bill her. Don't you think you guys need a new area for a great big giant target for target practice? Yeah, but then you know, I'd have to pay her for damage. A couple of inches on your property line. Make sure you're legal. <laughs> so I don't know if I got assessed for the addition that she put on her garage. Or if the tax assessor, the guy that, the guy that goes out and does all of the, all of the nonsense figured that mm-hmm. oh we must be done by now i'll just put something on paper and get paid yeah but i can assure you that i do not have an addition on my house and the lady asked me if i was sure i still think Ruger buried it with your opus now margo <laughs> I, I, maybe i'm not a normal woman okay my husband would would agree with that Um, but he tells me all the time, he says, you know, you're not a normal girl, right? Yes, husband. I know this. I know I'm not (laughs) normal, but Margo, if you had an addition on your house, would you know it was there? I'm willing to bet that I would know. I don't, I don't know. And normal's overrated. Yeah. I don't know anybody that would... not notice an addition on their house. And that, folks, is how government works. That's just on a real local level. Imagine what happens in your state capital. Then multiply that by a billion and you might get a sense of what happens in D.C. This is why a lot of us just too much, too much, too much, too much. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this link that Jam put in. Yeah, I saw she was looking to spread sunshine again. Four U.S. <laughs> senators propose tobacco tax changes. Hmm. Four U.S. senators, led by Senator Dick Durbin, 
Yes, and he is a dick. Yeah, uh, have introduced a piece of legislation that seeks to close loopholes in the tax code and have been exploited by the tobacco industry to avoid regulation and paying taxes for their products. S450, known as the Tobacco Tax Equity Act, was introduced yesterday and referred to the Senate Committee on Finance. Senator Durbin, the dick, was joined by Senators Richard Blumenthal, oh look, another dick, (laughs) Jack Reed, and Sherrod Brown in introducing this bill. While the full text of the bill has yet to be published, oh, how convenient is that, a press release issued by Senator Durbin's office said that the legislation would establish tax parity across all tobacco products, including new products determined to be a tobacco product by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Or the fucked up dumb assholes. Uh, like e-cigarettes. There we go. There we go. By establishing tax parity for tobacco products, it will eliminate loopholes that tobacco companies use to avoid the federal cigarette, small cigar, and roll-your-own tobacco taxes, generating federal revenue and reducing use of tobacco products. None of this shit has ever reduced the use of tobacco products. Why do they keep fucking saying that? They just want their money. Oh, the tax parity would be created by establishing the tax rate on all tobacco products at the same per unit level as cigarettes, which is currently 101 per pack, while small cigars and RYO products are taxed at the same rate as cigarettes, cigars, smokeless tobacco, and pipe tobacco are taxed at lower and different rates. Because of this, some businesses rebrand their products to get them classified into a lower tax category. For instance... Roll Your Own Tobacco, which is taxed at $1.55 per ounce, is often labeled as pipe tobacco, which is taxed at $0.17.7 cents per ounce. And then those businesses rent time on cigarette-making machines. Oh, good God. Senator Durbin's office cited a recent report by the General Accountability Office found that pipe tobacco sales increased over 1,200%. In September of 2011, compared to January 2009, when Roll Your Own sales dropped by 84%. A recent CDC study estimates between August 2009 and 2011, the sales of Roll Your Own as pipe tobacco resulted in over $1.3 billion in lost state and federal revenue. See? At least the motherfucker owns It's About the Money. Yeah. Premium cigars are taxed at 52.75% of the manufacturer's price with a cap of 40.26 cents per cigar. All right. Okay. And wait a minute. It's something like that, that with a cap with a cap of 40.26 cents per cigar. So, if you smoke $20 cigars, ouch. Well, I'm just saying if you smoke a $20 <laughs> cigar, that cigar has a 40.26 cents tax on it, which is not even anywhere near 52.75%. No. And it never will be because people that smoke $20 cigar cigars sitting in office. 
they either make the laws or rub elbows with those folks that do. Yeah. Chewing tobacco that, is taxed at 3.1 cents per ounce. Well, snuff is taxed at 9.4 cents per ounce. The Cigar Association of America has already advised its constituents that the bill would have dire consequences for the cigar industry since taxes would be drastically increased on cigars and pipe tobacco. I bet I bet cigars get an exclusion again. Yeah. See, and that was something that kind of floored me about this bill in Missouri. It literally states there aren't going to be any sin taxes thrown on it. The regular sales tax, like anything else in the state, is all they were looking for. Um, sin tax needs so, to go away. Sin tax needs to just go the fuck away. Because... Yeah. Well, that's a whole new ballgame. I'm one of these people that think the IRS needs to go away and flat sales tax be instituted. How much money would we actually save? I agree. <laughs> But, okay, this is DIY week. We need to get off the nasty stuff and start talking something fun. I'm still working on a lemon shortbread cookie. Yeah? Uh-huh. I'm waiting. I've got Ooh. flavor art. I've got flavor art flavors coming to work on it with because their cookie and their lemon sicily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have both. <laughs> I have both. Yes. So, And I actually have more cookie on the way. Thank you, Kimmer. <laughs> I, I I have flavor art flavors coming to play with. Um, I have I even have tobaccos coming to play with. How do you like that one? Par don't fall out of your fucking chair. Oh, here's one for you. Yeah. Remember here, oh, not quite two months ago, I was laughing because Kimmer got a hold of me. She actually called me. Was that a mistake you ordered a tobacco? And if no, there's someone that I'm mixing for that only likes tobacco. And since I've never mixed tobaccos and I've heard they're a real pain in the ass, um, I was going to start with something that I figured would probably be a safe bet, which would be killers. Last week... My husband looked at me and he said, you know, I actually wanted a cigarette the other day. Now, keep in mind he's lucky I didn't throw something at him and decapitate him at that moment. Because this is the same man when I came out of the doctor's office before I had my shoulder surgery. When they crammed a fucking cardiac needle into the joint of my shoulder. And I said, I want a cigarette. I thought he was going to leave me i mean it it was a mortal sin and i've been wanting a cigarette and i actually thought about buying a pack and hiding them in the car i looked at him and i said oh you would be so busted i would smell them on you i would smell on your clothes i'd smell it in the car you couldn't get away with it <laughs> and then i looked at him and said and if you do it I will knock the shit out of you. What is it with shoulder pain? Oh, God. Because the only time that I have really wanted a cigarette, and by the way, I have been craving a cigarette about the last three months, 
Um, and only when, you know, I barely get a whiff of one going by, I'm like, oh, that smells good. You know, I think I'd like a cigarette. But the only time I have actually honestly really needed a cigarette was when I separated my shoulder. Um, my Neurontin makes me dizzy and, and they're like sudden dizzy spells. Like all of a sudden I could be standing still and it's like the house just moved three feet. Well, I was walking up the front walk of the high school um, to pick up one of the kids. And um, we pulled up, and they weren't standing there. And I said, oh, well, I'll just run in and get them. And I went, was going up the sidewalk, and it was bitter-ass cold. And I had already started my momentum forward onto the front foot that wasn't on the ground yet. And I knew, I knew that I was going. Everything just went in a big circle. And I thought, I can't stick my hands out to catch myself, you know, because that that would be worse than a face planting the sidewalk. Yeah, it would it would be worse than just taking the face plant. And so I thought, I'll just tuck and roll. Right. Isn't that what everybody says? Tuck and roll. That's what they they always say. Tuck and roll. Well, fuck you. Don't anybody under 30, maybe. Yeah. Don't anybody (laughs) ever tell me tuck and roll again, because you people are full of shit. Because I tell you what happened. Things break. I got a grade three AC separation in my left shoulder. Oh fuck! Now I come right back up off the ground. I'm 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 going. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, hurt so bad, took the wind right out of me. So oh, tuck yeah. and roll. Fuck you. Not ever gonna try that again. I will just face plant. Broken nose never hurt that bad. Uh-uh. So I get there no, and I, I, I get up there, exquisite. get there. I'm like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I get home and I'm thinking, you know, this only hurts this bad because my hands are the way they are. Because, of course, you know, when my my shoulder hurt, it went right into my, made my hand. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, this is all there is to it. You know, I mean, I'm with my hands. Oh, that's okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll take some pain medicine and I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Well, it was about 1130 that night. And I had to get up off of my couch and and pee. I had to get up. And again. And when I got up, it still, it hurt so bad that it took the air out of me again. And I said, you know, I, I need to go to the hospital. I, I, I really need to go to the hospital. Oh God. And I said to Alexis, I said, you know what, go out there and in that cupboard and get me out. There's a bottle of juice in there that says tobacco on it get it because I really need a cigarette yeah. well Lexus went and got it and of course filled up a brand new C4 with this stuff and about three vapes into it I thought oh my god this is just awful I didn't want this and went back to what I was vaping well so Lexus took me to the hospital and uh Okay, well, we need to get some rays. Now, mind you, the hospital is in... You remember when I hurt my back a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And everybody said, oh, you need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, fuck you, because it's a half an hour car ride away. You don't understand what the roads are like north of the Mason-Dixon line. When it is freezing outside, there is no way I can lay in a car for a half an hour Mm -mm. to get to said hospital. So, needless to say... um, they x-rayed my shoulder and whatever and whatever and they said oh well we don't see anything maybe we just need to to stretch it out a little bit 
And this doctor oh, reaches fuckers. over and grabs my arm and and puts my left arm right straight out at my side. And I immediately threw up off the side of the bed and passed out. Oh. Well. Radiologists are fuckers. Yeah. Oh, they're so evil. I wake up. I, I wake up, right? They're running smelling salts underneath my nose and whatever and whatever and this doctor's like okay did they um, take a fucking x-ray while you were out no oh oh, geez no so they they you know they give me what the hell did they give me oh they put they put two mega dilaudid in an iv and said here you go and i'm sitting there going okay well that took the edge off and the doctor says oh what I said, that'll help a little bit. And he said, oh, no, that should help a lot. And I just looked at him. I said, did Did you even, did you even look at, yeah. Oh, God. I said, did you even look at my records? He said, oh, you have medical records here? I said, the only reason I came here is because your people have all of my medical history. And he pulls it out and he's looking through it and he goes, oh, huh. Well, radiology says that it's not broken and they can't really see anything so we'll go ahead and send you home and i'm like oh god the next morning i wake up and it's and bernie's standing there he's like mom he said the hospital's on the phone the hospital's on the phone and i said a real radiologist looked at your x-ray didn't he yeah and uh yeah i get on the phone and he said ma'am and i said yes and they said we need you to come back to the hospital immediately I said, I'm sorry? What? And they said, well, is is there somebody there that can bring you back to the hospital? Um, if not, we can call an ambulance. And I said, why would you call it? Why? What is going on? And they said, um, we need you to, we need you to see an orthopedic surgeon as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I said, um, okay. Why? And they said, well... Because the dumb sucks that worked last <laughs> night didn't read the x yeah, correctly. Yeah, you have an AC separation in your shoulder. And I said, oh, well, I kind of knew it was pretty messed up. And they said, well... Um, I said, well, you know... I said, who are you... Who did you want me to see? And they said, well, we were going to call in in uh, the leading orthopedic surgeon here, Dr. Giannotti. And I said, well, he doesn't have office hours in Olean today. His office hours are in Cattersport today. And they said, well, how do you know that? And I said, <laughs> okay, again, has anybody bothered to look at my records? Obviously not. Obviously not. And they said, well, we can call uh, and make the appointment for you. And I said, well, I don't need you to call and make me the appointment. I promise if I call there and tell them I need to see the doctor, they'll they'll get me in. They they know me very well. They know me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, I called Giannotti's office and told them what happened. And they said, okay, well, you know, come on over. And I said, okay, be there in a minute. And uh, I get over there, and, and Giannotti, of course, looks at everything, and he says, oh, well. He said, I guess, Jeannie, if you're going to do something, do it right. He said, you have done everything but rip that arm off. I said, yeah, I know. I knew it when well, I went down there. doing it half ass. I knew it when I went down there last night. And he said, well, with your RSD in both of your hands, he said, um, you know, there is some risk involved with fixing your shoulder." He said, you know, he said, it can, it can migrate. 
And um, yes, he said, and I said, so I said, so tell me what happens if we don't fix it? He said, well, if you don't fix it, you'll probably never be able to lift more than five pounds with that arm. And and I tipped my head sideways at him. He said, I know you can't lift five pounds with it before you hurt it. And I said, exactly. And he said, well, that's my point. Why bother to fix it? He said, if you can put, if you can tolerate it until it heals. Yeah. We're probably much better off not even attempting to fix it. And I said, okay. So needless to say, I still have a left shoulder that is all kinds of fucked up, but it's not as fucked up as my hand. So it's a win. And I made it through that. And (laughs) exactly. And I made it through that without smoking a cigarette. So it was at that point that I realized that vaping had really, really worked for me. Yeah. I broke down and mixed up a 30 mil of Kimmer's tobacco. And it's in the kitchen dated. So that the next time I hear, boy, I'd like a cigarette. That's going to get shoved in his face. Well, did you try it? I just mixed it yesterday. Oh. How long are you supposed to leave it set? Well, I was told it needed to sit for like a month. Well, so here is the problem. Oh, and you know what, Kimmer, the phone lines are not... Isn't it supposed to sit for a month? (laughs) And to answer her question, by the way, if anybody has DIY questions, you need to IM them to me here. Um, or put them into chat, and Margo and I will pay attention to chat because I just got a message that the phones say they're not active. Somebody tried to call in, and it says the phones are not active. So, for a change, we will answer DIY questions from out of the chat for people. A few days to a week, Par? Well, I forgot it was in the fucking ultrasonic, and it ran for six hours. You think it's good to go? I went in the kitchen, my poor ultrasonic, I'm going to have to break down and get another one. And I'm shutting everything off to go to bed. And I was, the fuck is that noise coming out of my kitchen? And I went in there, and I was like, and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you know, I think so I've got like six or seven um, tobacco flavors coming from Flavor Art. See, I know Flavor Art is supposed to have really, really good ones. And I've read a lot of people, I guess, like Seedman's. This is all new stuff for me, venturing into that end, because after I'd vaped for three days, the last thing I wanted was something that tasted like tobacco. Um, and, you know, I, I use Seedman's. Um, I use the uh, Virginia Fire Cured. And um, what's the other one? Oh, the Captain Black. Those are what I use in that tobacco vape that I make for my mother. Your mom, yeah. And and she really really likes it. So. See, and your mom, and Par, I think are the only two people besides this guy that I'm mixing for, um, that wants tobacco vape. Yeah. Oh, that's and not so. true. There's a lot of people out there that really. I know like a lot of people vapes. like them. I've just not ran across them. So when it's presented to me, I want a tobacco juice. It's like, um, I need to do some homework on that because I honestly don't know. Uh, have any of you tried net tobaccos? Um, no, Nathan. 
I have never tried any net tobaccos and I can assure you after uh, conversing with Kurt Kissler, who is a PhD chemist um, and a chemistry instructor at Penn State University, I will never try Mm-mm. a net. Mm-mm. Listen to someone who teaches chemists how to be a chemist. They know their shit. The amount of crap that they put on tobacco leaves while they stand in a field. Um, yeah, no, not. Yeah, I've read a lot of good stuff about the tobaccos that flavor it does. Um, Nathan, do you mix a lot of tobaccos? The tobacco blend? He says no. Oh, no? You don't? Okay. Uh, Kimmer says the tobacco blend is made with tobacco absolute. And that is some hellaciously strong stuff. The <laughs> I'm going to have to break down and at least put a little in a dripper and try it. because, And this was something I told her. When I smelled it in the bottle, it smelled to me like tea. I didn't smell tobacco. It smelled like tea. So... Curiosity will get the best of me, and I'm sure I will try it. I don't know. Tobacco Absolute is hellaciously strong. Um, I, what did what did you Catrell say? She says that's the stuff you stick a toothpick in it, and then you just swish the the toothpick over the top of your e liquid, and you in have Run instant tobacco. Run an open bottle through a room. <laughs> Liz, how much cranberry are you using? Scott Sedgwick. Scott Sedgwick. Oh, Scott, do you DIY at all, Scott? He says a sweet tea, sweet tea vape would be awesome. Oh, that would be so. Sweet yeah. Tea. Oh, there you go, Scott. I'm going to put my email address in the chat right now, Scott. Get some of Kimmer's sweet tea. If you and like sweet tea, you're going to love hers. Send me an email, Scott, because you have to try Kimmer's sweet tea. And so I'm telling you, you send me an email. Um, make sure you send me the email address that your account is under at one stop. And we will, um, Kimmer will put uh, credit in your account and you will be able to do a little bit of flavor shopping. And while you're there... Besides just the sweet tea, if you haven't tried any of the one-stop DIY shop flavor line, try... Like the blue raspberry slush that I'm vaping now? See, I'm not in love with that one. But I never Mm. like blue blue slushies either. But, yeah. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Just just try them. So, anyway. But, yes. Scott, make sure you send me an email. Um, and, um, because you asked a DIY question, ha, 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 see how that worked. We will get some credit into your store account and you will be able to flavor shop. Har, did you make that using flavor art cookie? And maybe TFA oatmeal cookie? She's not answering me. She said she's vaping her. Well, there's a little bit of lag. You have to be patient. There's a little bit of lag. 
Yes, and flavorless biscotti. I haven't played with flavorless biscotti. Mm. Neither have I. I was playing with Flavor Arts Cookie and TSA's Oatmeal Cookie and tossed in a little bit of Flavor Art Vanilla Tahiti. Um, and I was quite happy, happy enough that I ordered more and I plan on playing more. Uh, Tom, you know, they pretty much operate under the same principle. The smooth and the MTS Vape Wizard, um, and it really depends on who you ask. One person will tell you that smooth, um, smooths more, and the next person will tell you that the MTS Vape Wizard smooths more. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, who has the best strawberry? Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. That's the truth. Personally, I use EM to kind of round out any sharp notes that I have in any of my stuff. I don't use either one of those. I don't use Smooth and I don't use Vape Wizard. Agreed. And actually, since I bumped my VG up, I've, in everything except one of my recipes, I've eliminated using EM, um, which was a major accomplishment for me. And yes, Par, I will be bringing I will be bringing some of the lemon cookie to Bash with me if I get it worked out between now and then. And I am so damn excited about going to Bash. I wish next year I can. We got too much to do here. But the tax assessor won't see what we do because it's all inside. <laughs> and Tom, <laughs> you too, Tom. Make sure you send me an email. Yes, it is, Tom. Um, there's Just my email address, Tom. Cotton candy. Yeah, Tom, you need to send me an email, too, because um, they're kind of the same but different. And um, you know what? So we'll have Kimmer um, get you some credit in your account, too, and you can try them out. Um, the biggest thing I'm going to tell you about the difference with EM and cotton candy is there are several different kinds of cotton candies out there. EM is just EM. And Margot <clears throat> happens to have uh, the perfect recipe for dilution of crystals that I've ever found. For the longest time, I never made a sweetener. All I did was I always made juice by 30 mil, 60 mil, 90 mil, and so on. I always made it in 30 mil increments. Because I could take the little scoop that Kimmer sends with all of her EM, which is one thirty-second of a teaspoon. Um, one of those, not necessarily flattened off, but one of those scoops in a 30 mil bottle was a perfect thing. Then Margot decided that, you know, she was going to Just make it. Make it by the bottle full. And Margot, your recipe for the perfect EM is. I knew you were going to ask me. I'm thinking it's a quarter teaspoon in 60 mil of PG, 100 mil of PG. I'd have to actually go look. I honestly would. Kimmer, do you know? 
Or do you know, Jamie? I do. Well, I think it is a teaspoon per 30, I thought, because I really think that I make Maybe all mine is. as a tablespoon it's to 120 ml. I've got like 150 ml mixed up in there that is just sitting because I don't use it anymore. Yeah, you make it up. It doesn't go bad. Make when you when you have to make it, make a bottle full of it because if you do it in warm PG and slightly warm. When we say warm, we we always mean slightly warm. We don't mean anything above tap water warm. Yeah, warm tap water, bath water type thing. That's that's all yeah. the warmer I ever ever raise anything. Um so if you do it into warm PG, it dissolves really quickly. And once it's dissolved into that PG, it will stay there. Now, yeah, yeah, propylene glycol is a pharmaceutical preservative. So anything that you put in that, it's going to pretty much stay good forever. Oh, yeah, fourth of a teaspoon per ten mil. So yeah. Okay. I knew it was floating around out there somewhere. Yeah, the last time I made some up, I just mixed up like a, a four ounce bottle of it, and. It's still sitting in there, so I haven't messed with it in a really long time. I um, I will tell you, for all of you VG people out there, you don't want to try it. Because it may at some point dissolve in your VG, but what's going to happen for the most part is it's going to make glop. Yeah. If you try to do it in straight VG, the glop that you get, and yes, glop is a word. The glop that Imagine you get. Imagine any silly putty. Is not going to be something that you are ever going to consider vaping. Now, the reason that some people don't have this issue when they're putting it in a full-size bottle of juice is fine because it is not at a 10% concentration. When you're yeah. trying to make these sweetener drops that Margot makes and that I have been using for, oh, I don't know, what, a year and a half now? I spit this out over a year ago. Yeah, so because I've slept I've, since then. Yeah, I just found that it's a whole <laughs> lot easier. Um, That's a hell of a lot cheaper, too. Yeah, it's it's at a 10% concentration, and VG will not tolerate that. It it just won't. You would have to make it at a much lower concentration, and at that point, you're really just better off just putting it in a damn bottle of juice and be done with it. Yeah. Just mix up a big batch of it. Mm-hmm. It'll last you forever. <clears throat> Did you, uh, and I think you read this, but Very put the link in earlier, and I had started reading this to Jan. And I, and I'm just gonna read it, on because this is the DIY show. I want some people to understand why a lot of us are DIYers, and and things like this are exactly why. I am not going to um, name the company that has this shit, um, but I am gonna read this. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I am. I gonna... want to make some so I can be a billionaire and retire. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. 
this is a this is the description for a juice, and you know they they really were creative with their marketing, I guess. But okay, yeah, how how they come about it though? Go yeah, ahead. just as it sounds, she's a trip. This complex blend of eight botanicals from all over the world has the incredible power to relax and unload your stresses. Blankety blank. Dances wildly across your palate, electrifies your synapses, and keeps whispering your name even when you try to put her away. <laughs> cough, cough, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Entobotany is the scientific study of relationships that exist between people Thank and Thank you plants. for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. I think she just hung up on Margot. She did just hang up on Margot. I'll be son of a bitch. That British lady is really annoying the shit out of me today. Oh, and I can't bring Margot back because she doesn't have Skype. Oh, where was I? I'll finish reading you this hysterical thing. Um, Entobotannins aim to document, describe, and explain the complex relationships between cultures and their use of plants. Their focus is primarily on how plants are used, managed, and perceived through society. This includes use for food, clothing, currency, ritual, medicine, dye, construction, cosmetics, and many more. And now vaping. Our resident alchemist has blessed shaman elixirs with his precious, magical, and elegant gifts of incredible power. When we began vaping in 2008, all dreams of incorporating the world's finest extracts into all-natural line of elixirs dance wildly in our minds. Many elements needed to line up in order to take full advantage of creating something as ambiguous as what we are currently able to present. Everything fell into place and the dream is now a reality. A four-year labor of intense study and development brings us into the present. No expense was spared in preparing you the absolute most pristine essence known to man. In final form, we have successfully created transcendent elixirs that contain a mere 0.3% on most and no more than 1% of pure extracts. Please note, the nicotine dosage has been carefully chosen by blankety blank to complement each elixir. In order to take full advantage of our elixirs, we also needed hardware to reach a new level that is now currently available. Much like a chef and preparing and presenting an exquisite meal, our elixirs must be vaporized in quite specific setups. The line is 100% sustainable and left entirely up to Mother Earth and her offerings. Some of our extracts are so rare that we will only be able to offer them in very small quantities and in certain circumstances never again. Blankety blank will be market priced and our elixirs will likely vary at times between each production all of our formulas are based on traditional folk remedies. The chords and notes that come from these essences will amaze you every time. We encourage you to be in the moment with these essences and fully allow them to guide you. We have put much thought into not only enhancing your personal space, but respecting and intriguing those around you. After all, your exhale is their inhale. Now... Now, let me give you the bottom line. 
And this is in pounds, okay? This amount is in British pounds. 104 pounds per 30 mil. And that is not my megaliters. Okay, it's in euros. Per 30 mil bottle. I haven't tried this stuff, guys. I haven't. I haven't tried it. But there is not a doubt in my fucking mind that this shit is not worth $104 per 30 mil. This is why I make my own juice. This is why creating e-liquid is something that really, really, really ended up a hobby and a passion of mine. I'm not saying there's not juices out there that that are worth what people are asking for them. I just really don't see that as being one of them. I uh, I do pay $20 a 30 mil for one of the e-liquids that, that I really enjoy. Um, and that's Bolo from my buddy Adam. And, you know, that is the only one I spend that kind of money on. It's not that I'm cheap. Well, I am, but that's not that's not it. Because I buy Bolo. <laughs> I have just found that making my juices, making my liquids all on my own gives me the opportunity to tweak it and have it end up being exactly what I wanted. Sometimes I find that, yes, I could copy this juice that I really like that I buy. Because believe me, there are probably seven or eight different flavors out there that I go to the vendor that makes them and I buy them from there. Could I copy them? Yeah, I could, but I just don't want to. A lot of the times, it's just really nice to open the mailbox up and have that package be in there and go, Oh, yay, yippee! It's here. Because Margot, we'll talk about Margot just for a minute here. 
Um, Margo is like me when it comes to buying flavors. It's, you know, I'm out shopping for flavors and, oh, that looks good. Oh, you know what? I could do this. And, oh, you know what? I could do that. Well, let me tell you, Margo now has a six foot by six foot cabinet that she is refinishing just for her DIY stuff. Mine is just about a third of that size. At this point, it now takes me about a half an hour to get out all of my stuff to start playing around making new flavors. So it's not, it's not a, it's not a quick process. So when I screw up and realize that when I made up 3,000 milli-juice and sent it all out that I neglected to make some for myself, and yes, that happens. It, it's, it's happened more than once. It's happened more than twice. Um, it has happened enough times that I should be embarrassed to tell anybody. But it has happened repeatedly that I went, I just made juice. I can't be out. Did I put it in the cupboard and go open the DIY cupboard up and go, you know what? I didn't make any for me. Huh. I'm a son of a bitch. How did I forget to make juice for me? This is the problem with being nice to people. Because you start doing nice things for people, and then you forget to do the same damn things for yourself. That's some bullshit right there, and it is still not funny, Margo. I've done it. I will say that Kimmer, Kimmer got uh, the 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 Boston rounds in big sizes. Kimmer got them in sixty mil. She got them in hundred and twenty mil. What what does she have them in? Four ounce, two ounce, four ounce, eight ounce. Yeah, two ounce, four ounce, eight ounce. I bought a shit done, or I got a shit done of these bottles, and I love them. Um, the 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 four ounce bottles are what I put my e liquid in for me now. Is in those four ounce bottles because they have the the like the the twist caps on them. Kind of like, um, it, if if you're old like me, they have the caps on them like um, the old Elmer's glue bottles. I love them. Love them. Um, yeah, Liz, I got a bunch because I really like them. It's, well, Reggie, a shit ton is a metric shit ton.
Now, were there any new mixers in the chat tonight? Did I miss did I miss any new mixers in the chat? If I did, speak up. Well, Michael Morris and Howard Petty, I'm going to put my email address in the chat for both of you. So the two of you both send me an email um, and we will get you guys a little bit of a flavor shopping excursion at one stop too because Kimmer is so nice that she sponsors this show for me and she does it every month and I a lot of times um make forget to um give away all of the store credit that she gives me to give away so this month um phones or no phones I'm gonna make sure that I I accomplish the job that she gave me now here is one thing I did want to touch on again. Um, and only because it came up in the DIY group again this week. Somebody brought up the emulsions again. And one thing that I would really like people to be aware of is why emulsions are a bad thing. Okay. Um, most of these emulsions have on the label that they contain xanthan gum. Now, let me tell you about this shit, okay? I have become very adept at using xanthan gum in my kitchen because my husband and I are doing this whole paleo thing. Um, we, we, are, we are attempting to become less fluffy. It's working it's working faster for him than it is for me. He is becoming less fluffy faster than I am, but it is working. So, in in the course of this whole you know, less fluffy lifestyle, I'll tell you this. You, there's a lot of things you're not allowed to have, and one of them is cornstarch and another of those is flour. Well, I happen to live in on the northern border of the state of Pennsylvania where it's really fucking cold right now. So most comfort food um, is thick, you know, stew, you need a thickener in, um, you know, I, I have come up with a, with a paleo version of chicken and biscuits, um, but of course you need that to be thickened. Well, the salad dressings, you know, if, you, if you're making a ranch style salad dressing, whether it's paleo or not, you want it to have some thickness to it. You don't want it to be water consistency. I took a 16 ounce bottle of ranch dressing that was really, really good flavored. And it needed thickened. And somebody said, well, you know what? Just put some xanthan gum in that. It'll thicken it right up for you. 
one teaspoon of, now a measuring teaspoon, not like the, the cereal spoon out of the fucking drawer. We're talking a measuring teaspoon of this stuff in a 16 ounce bottle made something the consistency of pudding. It was a little bit of an oh shit moment. Okay? It was also a little bit of a oh holy fuck. It is definitely not something you want in or anywhere near your vape. If there is a gum listed in the ingredients, don't put it in e-liquid. It is just a bad idea. That's all I've got, folks. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. Margot, thank you for calling in. Thank you for being active in your community and trying to make sure that this stupid bill does not make it into law. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend. I um, am extremely grateful that I have the friends that I do, that I get to bounce flavor ideas off of. And vice versa. I'll see y'all next week.